Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Attention pro athletes. Want to secure your financial legacy and thrive off the field? Oak Bridge Wealth Management, led by wealth manager Chris Anasetti, is your dedicated financial planning ally. But don't take it from me. Take it from the Dallas Cowboys' Tyler Biotish. He says, Chris set goals financially and has been incredibly impactful in my journey in the NFL. Experience our customized, comprehensive approach, trusted by top NFL players. Don't leave your financial success to chance. Connect with Chris on Instagram at OakbridgeWM underscore Anaceti. That's OakbridgeWM underscore A-N-I-C-E-T-E. And let Oakbridge Wealth Management guide you across the goal line. Welcome back to Believe in Badgers on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag and Oak Bridge Wealth Management. Once again, I'm Matt Perkins, and thank you for tuning in. We are here for part two of our five-part scouting special with Clint Cosgrove. And today we are taking a look at the big boys, the offensive and defensive linemen from the prep class of 2024 for the Badgers. So we're going to hop right into the tape here with Clint in just a second. But before we do, I want to remind everyone that we are presented by betonline.ag, where they continue to be your number one source for all of your online sports wagering needs. You name it, they've got it over there at BetOnline. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with our promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right. I know everyone here is ready for part two. Part two, we're breaking down the big boys. That's offensive and defensive linemen. And we are going to start with an all-American left tackle from Pennsylvania who, uh, Clint, you know, one of our biggest – Bernie, I've stolen this line from you so many times from this past year. What was the issue with the Badgers offense this past year? They started five right tackles, basically, on the offensive line. Somebody told me that. Well, you told it to me. So as far as I'm concerned, it's your line. (laughs) five right tackles is not the grouping you really want Ohio State does it yeah well guess what uh Wisconsin's not gonna have to worry about that with Kevin Haywood because gents he is not uh uh gentlemen he is not your uh he's not your your old school right tackle he is an athletic freak Clint yeah, I mean, he is a massive human being, and look how violent he is. He wants to take your soul out of you, okay? And the thing you love about him is you don't see a lot of guys with his frame at this age with Twitch. You're going to see him slap people out of the frame. You're going to see him take souls. His body control is way ahead of schedule, and the upside is limitless. You know, as he progresses, continues to grow – into his frame, you know, he's going to get some better bend. That's the thing you kind of worry about right now with these really tall guys who are still developing that body control because it's almost impossible. I mean, you've seen them kill guys, but when they get in space or if they get an athletic pass rusher, how are they going to settle down in their base and be able to move laterally? I think he's ahead of schedule like that. He's going to get better bend as he grows into it. I think uh, we'll have a better idea of his floor once he gets in the program. But I just absolutely love him. 
Uh, I love the way you're going to see him on some of these uh, clips, the way he can flip his hips at this stage of his development is absolutely insane. Uh, this is a guy who you could see being a first rounder. This is a guy who, you know, if, if he doesn't progress much, you know, maybe you never hear of him. But I just absolutely love the upside. And when you're going for an offensive tackle, especially one that's not from Wisconsin, I mean, you expect your Wisconsin kids to be upside plays. Was, uh, Philadelphia, I mean, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, that's where he's from, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. PA offensive lineman. They got similar upside, you know, they're a little, uh, a little more coal miner ish, you know, they're ready to beat your ass a little more. Uh, you know, the Wisconsin kids are Wisconsin nice and they grow into that, but I just love what I see from them. I think that the, you talk about an offensive lineman with a ceiling, his ceiling is unbelievable. Kind of like stacks in that sense where he is your prototype of what you see in the NFL. If it all comes together, and I think it can all come together. You don't necessarily think of a guy like him in this offense, but he has that athletic ability and the way he just swats guys like flies out of the picture and then takes the soul out of them on those wham box uh, blocks. You know, you, you just got to love him. Like he's meant to be at Wisconsin. Yeah, I mean, you, you, with that frame, six, seven, but he moves so incredibly well for yeah. someone who's six, seven, Bernie. Yeah. <laughs> This guy is like a combination of Gravedigger, the monster truck, and like the Undertaker, yes. the, the wrestling star. Like he will literally like, – first off, his pad level is not so bad for a six no. – what is he, six, seven, six, six seven, six, seven. Six, seven, seven his pad foot. level is not so bad. But he explodes through contact and that is scary. He's not literally hitting and stopping. He is not – his. he's like a – if you ever saw like a Mack truck hit like a – Volkswagen Beetle, like there's anything like he literally is not stopping on contact. It's it's the violence is beautiful it, it, as we talk about football. And man, that that you can't teach that stuff is is uh, that's once again, God given. You can't teach that. You know, it's yeah. funny. I can't I can't put him as like a right tackle. But there was one guy on our team who reminded me of him. Clint, I don't know if you remember this, but Dan Benning never stopped on contact. It was like. The freakiest thing ever because you get like 300 pounds up to speed and you don't stop on contact. You can literally, I thought he killed that first kid and he got Dude, up. Dan was God. angry. So, like, I thought he killed him. Dan was angry. This kid looks angry. So I like angry people. Oh, I, you I, have to love them. I love angry offensive linemen. Uh, my him. recklessly high upside comp for him, Tony Baselli. Uh, if, if oh, remember, I the, love it. For the former Jaguars uh, and uh, yeah, for, former number Jaguars one pick, wasn't yeah, he? Number one pick and all of it because he was also six seven with crazy athleticism, like yeah. crazy crazy athleticism for his size. I I mean I I love the addition here. I love offensive linemen. Clint, we've talked about this a lot. I know you love Clint loves watching defensive backs and defensive back clips, and that's fine. Like watching offensive linemen and running back highlights to me just gets me juiced like it gets me going and his tape is one of my favorite ones he's going to be one bookend the other bookend tackle from this class is going to be Derek Jensen the big six seven 330 pounder in state Harlan Wisconsin I mean this is as old school Wisconsin Clint as you can get on the offensive line this is a large human being like remember Al Johnson and Ben Johnson, like they were large, corn-fed Wisconsin, you know, 
put 500, 600 pounds on the rack and just squat it out for fun. Like this is the type of player he is. He is just a large human. He's got a chance to be an absolute mauler. He's in the mold of that old school, like you said, Wisconsin lineman. Um, but you can't pass up on a kid like this from the state with this upside. You don't think of him as necessarily being a schematic fit in this offense, but the more you watch him and the way he's developed, like he had the size when he was young and you could tell that he had the athleticism, but would he grow into his body? And one of the biggest questions I had, could he really sit down, anchor down and move laterally? And I think he answered all of those questions this season. I was very high on him. We had him as a rivals 250 guy early. I was selling him. I'm still big on him. I think his upside is there, um, but he's really impressed with his development. I remember, I think first time I watched him as a freshman, I was like first rounder. Then I watched him. I was like, oh, maybe I was ahead of schedule on him. And then I watched him again a year later. And I'm like, he's everything I thought he would be. So I just think his development over the past year, especially the bottle body control, the lateral movement, you know, that is key in this offense, the ability to really block in space to go one on one. Uh, you know, that makes me think he can be a standout in this offense. I have no question. He plays with that Wisconsin passion. He's a badger through and through Arrowhead has put out some very good Wisconsin players. They, uh, you know, he, he just embodies everything you think of a Wisconsin football, Wisconsin offensive lineman, and this is the new generation of that. I think he's got a chance for a lot of success. I don't know if he'll play right away, but this kid in a few years is going to be a dominant player. Yeah, uh, yeah. go ahead, Burn, because I, no, I, I just a say, lot I, to love I, 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 I agree. I, I, I think he's more raw, so I think a year under getting developed – will be huge. He's standing up a little tall, but imagine that. I mean, his, his athleticism is still pretty good as he's standing up, gets a base under him, gets a, you know, gets a base. He's a little choppy in his feet, but gets a base Dude, he's going to, and he's destroying kids in high school and it's good talent. He's playing against. Imagine a little bit of coaching, just a little bit. He doesn't need a lot, a little bit of coaching. And this dude's little next step is to be a starter. So yeah. once he once he figures that out, gets his pad level down, gets his legs a little bit better, dude, this guy is another monster that we need. And and he looks like he loves to play. You know, I just watched a film that we watched. He just looks like he loves to be a part of, like, to be out there and be hitting. And we listen. You said Ben Johnson. I love Ben Johnson. He was an angry, angry dude. If you can but even nice. be close to Ben Johnson, <laughs> the nicest guy off the field. Like he was, he's your. You know, like you'd want to give him a big bear hug, but and also you want him to be behind you at the bar, no matter what, because he just looked very scary. But I on the field, he was a not a nice person. He was not a nice person, and some of these kids will grow into that. I, you don't need to like, you know, punch people in the face. You just need to punch them in the mouth with when you know in between the whistles, and that's something that this kid looks like he could really, you know, become. One of the things that's really impressed me about him in the growth is, you know, Clint and I. I started watching his tape when he was a sophomore. And his feet and his lower half have gotten so much better. You you saw so some much. of his early tape. He was lead-footed, and he would get off balance. He would take false steps and just get off balance and get beat. And now you see him keeping his feet under him really well, sliding much better, ha has just much better control of his lower half, which is going to help him a ton, uh, especially in this offense. Recklessly hide upside comp, Rob Havenstein.
Um, you, you got the, the height, you got all, you know, already coming in at 330. Rob was came in, I think, at like 340, 350. We talked with Rob about how just how big he was as a freshman. And, you know, he, he's got the ability to just be that old school mauler right tackle who can also hold up and pass pro. And I, I think he's got he's definitely he's going to need a year or two of seasoning before he's ready. But luckily for the Badgers, right tackle is one of the positions that they have a little bit more depth at with a returning starter who's got two more years of eligibility left um, for him. So it's going to be really interesting to see how he grows and develops. Speaking of development, our next guy, uh, Colin Coverley, um, out of the state of New York. He's kind of a swing prospect. He can play a little guard. He can play a little tackle out of LaGrangeville, New York. Bernie, I don't know. Is, is that is that down near your neck of the woods, LaGrangeville? I have no idea where LaGrangeville is. You and I, and I grew up. Nobody in neck are you talking about? Yeah, I don't I have more. a neck. No, look, I have no <laughs> idea where that is. I, I actually do. I, I, I know what high school we went to. By the way, I'm hearing great things. Everyone's like, yo, Wisconsin got this guy, you know, from upstate. He's going to be awesome. Yeah. So I'm excited just from what other people are telling me. I love when we get New York people, obviously. But um, man, this this kid plays New York football. Man, he's gonna maul people. He's gonna, you know, dominate. I already sent him how happy I was that he's coming to be a Badger. Listen, yeah. dude, you, you this guy's look at him. Ugh. Get it? That's like four dudes he took out. Clint, what do you like, see out of him? <laughs> He's a large, he's another large human. I mean, you're looking at these kids. They're 6'6, 6'7, 300, 330, 295. And uh, he's a thicker kid. He really is. And you kind of took the words out of my mouth, uh, Perko, when you said kind of a swing guy. Um, he's probably maybe a guard naturally, but I could see him playing like he has the ability to play all five spots on the line. Um, he looks to have some nasty. Um, he looks to, you know, kind of take his game after the Hebrew hammer, another New York legend, just the way he plays, like he wants to take the life out of you. And I love it. You look at his arms and they're thick, like other dudes legs. And I can just see him locking into guys and putting them into the ground. Um, I think he can be a mauler. I, I love his versatility. Um, that's not him running the ball, but that was him blocking beforehand. And, uh, he does, he does have some athleticism and some ability to block in space, um, which you love because, uh, for guys who are six, six blocking in space, isn't always the greatest thing. See, he throws the guy out of the bar and then he wants to let him know that he had his girlfriend too. And he does it right there. And so this is the way the guy plays. I think we've got a lot of upside here. He's going to be like, he just looks so thick but athletic at the same time and i think if like he was in our old strength program like can you imagine what he would i mean it's a different day in football and we're not just trying to like you know down block guys all day but like can you imagine how strong this guy is gonna be i, I think he could be dominant um i don't know the level of football that he's playing against uh you know he looks a little mechanical when you see him pull right there i don't think he's gonna be asked to do that a ton but then you love what you see when he does block in space and the way he finishes blocks, he loves football. I can tell by watching it. Um, you know, I, I just another guy, I think they've got a perfect kind of set almost like with the running backs of, you know, this guy fills this role. This guy fills this need. This guy has this skill set, and they're all freaking huge. And so we're going to have a little bit of dominance, a little bit of angry, a little bit of nasty and a little bit of East coast, in this offensive line. And that's what Wisconsin football is built on guys. I, I tell you, I, I, I actually think 
I like this guy moving in to be a guard. That's yeah. he's the nasty that you want to see in the guard position, right? He's finishing. He is literally finishing every block that is on all these clips. And if that's the way he's going to play in every single football game, to me, he's he moves in, and that's his natural place to be in the middle, in the dirt, just moving dudes out of the way, throwing them on the ground, doing what he wants with people. And I think that's more of a natural, you know, mechanical guard can be a little bit more mechanical. I mean, Dan Benning was mechanical and he was a monster. Clink yep. was not mechanical, but this guy gives me a little clink. Like he gives me a little like nasty and is not going to tell you, but he's just going to own you. He's just going to beat you up and just know that he did it. See, that's interesting because my reckless comp for him is our good friend, Dave Edwards, uh, current Buffalo Bills guard slash high school quarterback, high school quarterback, (laughs) versatile athlete can play anywhere along the offensive line, even plays tight end. Uh, We saw Coverly playing freaking fullback in a couple of those clips. I, you know, He's a guy that you're going to be able to move him around. I see him ending up probably at right guard because uh, I think the, uh, the first few guys are tackles. And I think the next guy we're going to look at who might be, oh God, the next, I, I love, I love You have a man crush on him. I have such a man crush on Emerson Mandel. It's not even funny. This guy, I, you might have thought those other guys were nasty and stuff like that. They cannot hold a candle. To our man, Emerson Mandel out of New Brighton, Minnesota, Clint. Dude, Mandel, I absolutely love this kid. And, uh, you know, Perko, I know you have a man crush on him. And maybe I was influenced by that a little. Uh, but he is a guy in our last rankings meeting when I was with that old group um, that I was like, this guy has to, has to, has to move up. I absolutely love the kid. He is so athletic. He is nasty, okay? He is a nasty player, but he's a technician, okay? He plays uh, wild, but in control, if that makes any sense. He has a controlled nastiness to him. And he plays a lot of tackle at the high school level just because he's the most athletic guy. But his body frame is built for an interior offensive lineman. He fires off the ball. He finishes blocks. He can work to the second level. He can block in space. He fires off the ball. He comes with bad intentions every single play. Minnesota kid, this is a big win. I think this is a kid who, if you talk about, you know, the six, seven guys, sometimes it takes a couple years for them to grow into that and be an everyday starter. An offensive line is a very hard position to play early, but the way he's built that really stocky, fiery, nasty build and just uh, with the great mechanics and footwork, I think he's a guy who could potentially contribute early because of the way he is built. And I just love the way he plays. His film's phenomenal. He's gotten so much better over the past year. I didn't know it was possible, possible for him to get that much better in a single year. Um, but he has, and, uh, he's got a chance to be like, uh, a serious pro. Yeah. And I mean, Bernie, one of the things I love his, his body, his shoulders are so wide. Like they're so like, he, it, it looks like he's like four feet across. Like he takes up so much space and it's not fat. It's just like width. Mass. When I, I'm just so excited, right? Like this kid, we need guards. I feel like we've been hiding guards and we need them to be outstanding. And this is a dude who can do it right. Like right off the bat, doesn't need Brady Collins help the strength and conditioning coach, although it's going to help him. 
he is already there. He is that guy who could probably step in and say, I'm going to take reps that are serious first-year reps. And that is exciting because we need interior. The interior is so important. That is a place where you can definitely hide people. But if you don't have to hide them, your O-line is going to be ridiculous. And these guys coming in, not one of them isn't finishing a block, isn't nasty or like trying to, you know, just pumble somebody. And I feel like we've gotten a little bit away from that, right? And we want the nasties. And I think we are getting that back. And that kind of reminds me of Pete Skaransky. Oh, from uh, from Northwestern. Yeah, I've got I've got a I've got a different comp for him. Um, I've got another Big Ten player uh, for my recklessly high comp. Uh, it's Marshall Yanda uh, from Iowa, who played for the Ravens for years. Probably was an All Pro like a million times. Again, it's because of that frame. It's because his shoulders just is he's so big and wide and angry and thick and just like everything you want out of a guard. And I, I just, I love this kid, man. I absolutely love this kid. And I love who they're pairing him with on the interior of the offensive line in Ryan Corey, a true center, a true center who has another kid out of Pennsylvania, Clint, whose football IQ and nastiness like come together to, to create one I think might be the most underrated prospect in terms of star rankings across all of the sites. I am absolutely, I'm super high in Ryan Corey, Clint. Uh, tell me why I'm right or wrong. I think you're right. I don't know a ton about him. He wasn't from my area. I think I watched him for the third time today, so I didn't do a deep dive. But the my notes literally say, look at him take the soul out of that dude. Like, come at me, bro. Like, that's what you need. My notes. I, I literally have write-ups on all these guys. I just have smart, tough, and nasty for Corey. That's what I have. And that's what you need to know about him. He is smart. Okay. That's what you want a center to be. A center better be smart. Tough. Yes. They have to overcome adversity. They have to play through whatever it matters. It's almost like a defensive back. You got to have a short memory and nasty. You've got to be the guy who delivers the blow that moves the line of scrimmage. And these are all three categories that are important for a center. Uh, you talk about true center. I don't know how he snaps the ball. I don't know if he can snap the ball, but it looks like he could possibly do it. But I know that he can play interior offensive line. And I just love everything that I've seen in my very limited eval of him. Uh, but the way he gets downhill on guys, the way he explodes off the ball, uh, the, the way he sees the field, I almost want to say like a running back. It, it, it's weird. It's like he understands his progression and he maps it out and he puts himself in perfect position to be where he needs to be, to be who he needs to be and to be a guy who finishes the play the way it was called and makes it execute the way it's supposed to be for all of those around him. And so I really like that about him. Like I said, my look at that freaking swim move. Come on now. He might be a defensive tackle. He looked like Warren Sapp right there. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, limited eval. I, I don't know if I've seen him in person. Maybe I have, but I'm pretty fired up about him. What I love is is the defensive clips better, not not for the D-line, but just for the athleticism and getting around and seeing the field and, and being able to make plays as a big man playing nose guard. That is nice to me. You know, I, I'm just always trying to like line people up in my brain who was at Wisconsin. But this guy looks like a Donovan Rayola, you know, can get out. He's smart enough to make plays. He can pull. Donovan was nasty. He was, Donovan was nasty as nasty, nasty could be. 
Um, the most he's he's probably one of the nasty and not a huge like you know threatening. You see him in real life, like you're scared out of your mind. I mean, was we lived not, on the same floor. My friend, so he's not Ben out. Johnson. He's not yeah, Ben Johnson. But I was, there were times I was scared of him. Oh sure, because he's you. He, he could do anything. I mean, I love time. him. <laughs> yeah, but that dude, on, that dude on a handoff would snap the ball, pull, get out, and crush somebody or cut them because he was smart enough to know I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna cut this guy. And nasty enough to know that you could cut people. I used to cut people too because I thought I loved it. So that to me, you know, the athleticism make oh if if, it, if all he has to do is snap the ball, you can practice that. But the getting out, the the swim moves around dudes, you know, that stuff is is hard to teach. And as a center, you need to be the ability to move and shift to me is is super important. And you guys are saying he's smart under Renfro and seeing what he needs to call on the field and learning. That is the biggest. We are not that good in pass protection because I don't think we're on the same page. And we're not seeing things the same. And I think the center, Donovan would call the, the coverage. It's not right. But he would call the pass protection and everyone knew mic. what to do. Yeah. Yeah, he called the mic. But, but everyone knew what to do. And as a collective unit, we blocked pretty well. And if, yeah. we, if we can get back to that – that that's something that is is nobody cares that much about, but is the most important thing in a air raid offense, right? Not giving up sacks and hits and pressures. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, my comp, another Big Ten player for me is Ted Karras, the former Illinois center, um, who's the Bengals center now. Really super high football IQ player. You see what they have to do to uh, protect Joe Burrow. They have really, you know, he's always getting those guys in the right spot. It took him a couple of years, uh, but once Karras got there at the center position, they, that really solidified that line. I think he can do a lot. Uh, he can be Karras esque for the Badgers. I really, really like this pickup for the Badgers. I love all these. I love all these linemen. But to me, like Mandel and Corey are just they're special. Really, what we need on the interior of the offensive line. Attention athletes, do you want a frictionless and tailored financial planning experience to secure your future? Well, look no further. Introducing Oak Bridge Wealth Management, the premier financial planning firm for professional athletes. Led by wealth manager Chris Anasetti, our team provides a unique and comprehensive approach, ensuring your financial success both on and off the field. We understand the unique challenges you face as a professional athlete, from managing cash flow habits to planning major business purchases and navigating complex contracts. That's why we've developed a proven process, working closely with our strategic partners to provide seamless solutions for your unique financial journey. Our services evolve with your career, offering short, mid, and long-term goal setting, portfolio optimization, real estate investments, and more. As you transition to life beyond the field, we support you with career development and philanthropic ventures. But don't just take our word for it. Top NFL players like Chase Roulier, Tyler Biotish, Alec Ingold, and more trust Oak Bridge Wealth Management to guide them towards financial success. Troy Dye of the Minnesota Vikings says, I really love the work that Chris and the rest of the Oak Bridge group do. I especially like the honesty and transparency when it comes to setting up financial goals and plans that best fit my needs and situation. It's time to elevate your financial game plan. Connect with Chris on Instagram at OakbridgeWM underscore Anacete. That's OakbridgeWM underscore A-N-I-C-E-T-E. 
and join the winning team. Where the Badgers might desperately need most players, though, is on the interior of the defensive line. Defensive tackle was super thin for the Badgers this year. And they got uh, a guy who, um, you know, I like wrestlers playing defensive tackle. Well, Dylan Johnson is the number one ranked heavyweight wrestler in high school in the entire country. Uh, and Clint, he's, a, you know, he's another kid from your neck of the woods. He's from Joliet. And he is strong. He is strong. Um, so you know who else likes wrestlers? Who's that? A guy named a, a guy named Fickle. He loves <laughs> wrestlers. He loves wrestlers. And when I talk with uh, the the you know the recruiting staff, of course, after they sign, they don't comment beforehand. But they love him because of his ability on the mat. And then his upside, like this is a guy who's going to be able to eat up offensive linemen. We need to have that. Uh, I know there's a serious lack of pass rush this year, but in order to have a pass rush, you got to have guys who can eat up blockers. So not only can he do that, he can fight through double teams. He's going to push the line of scrimmage backwards. Now, here's an interesting thing. I don't know if this is true. I'm pretty sure it is, but I know way too much about some of these Illinois kids, but I think his older brother played at Missouri State. And grew four inches. Dude didn't even start till he was like a senior in college and ends up being a draft pick because he grew four inches. Well, I'll tell you what, Dylan's way farther ahead than his brother was. And his brother was a very good player. I remember him. I scouted him. I went to his games. Uh, Dylan is a upside play. Um, he's, he's a high floor kid, I think, because of his ability to fight his ability to not give up his everything that you embodies a wrestler. Um, you know, that, that short area nastiness, the way you have to fight when you don't want to, but you're going to, and you're going to deliver no matter what. And I think that's what we see from Dylan. He's going to have a little dancing bear to him, a little interior pass rush, but what he's going to do best, he's going to eat up blockers. He's going to slap you in the face and let you know that your girlfriend is going to be his if you don't play right. Okay. And that's what I love about Dylan. He is a wrestler. He's going to be nasty, nice guy off the field, but his upside is unlimited, especially if he grows like his brother. His brother did not literally grow until like halfway through college, played at Missouri State. I think he might have started at D2 school. You'll love that because this kid is more talented than his brother was at the same stage by a pretty good amount. And in these clips, if he's not getting double teamed, he's getting off. I mean, he's strong enough. And with the wrestling skills, he's not getting blocked by one guy. That is important when you only have three down linemen and five O linemen, right? So I love that. He looks like, um, I'm not going to say his name right, uh, Adonik and Sue. What do you say that guy's name? Adonik and Sue. Adonik and freaking huge. He's huge, but but he this guy the way he gets off the ball and the way he's fighting through double teams and getting double teamed reminds me of of watching him play. Um, but it's really exciting because we need that interior, we need those interior dudes, and we need guys who could give us a little bit of a pass rush, right? And this guy had sacks off of double teams, so to me that that makes me happy. Yeah, I, that that ability to beat double teams is really is really clutch. And is the reason why he has the most reckless of all of my reckless comps. Oh, Aaron I know Donald. where you're going with this. Aaron Donald. <laughs> I didn't say that because Aaron I knew Donald. you were Someone was saying it. Under, undersized, extraordinarily strong and quick defensive tackle, wrestling background, plays violently. 
I mean, like, like again, like these are reckless comps. Do not expect these people to turn into that because that is giving them undue pressure. That's why I'm doing it and not letting you guys all do it yourselves. Let's stick on the defensive line. Uh, one of the uh, the first defensive line commit for the Badgers in this cycle, Hank Weber, out of my neck of the woods here, Brentwood, Tennessee, just south of Nashville, uh, plays for Brentwood Academy, which is one of the powerhouse programs in the state of Tennessee, who actually had a terrible year this year and fired their head coach. But yeah. um, nonetheless, Hank Weber has a great frame, 6'4", 260 already, and is, you know, he's the kind of end you need in a 3-3-5. Yeah, nothing says bad mofo like Brentwood Academy. But in all seriousness... <laughs> They they put out a lot of good players. I coached with a guy at Dartmouth who was one of our strength coaches who played at Brentwood Academy. Uh, he played linebacker at Alabama, was a player, was a dude. They put out a lot of good players. They have other good players on the team. This is a production. It's a factory of guys who go on to be successful. But the thing that I love about Weber, he's big, he's strong, he's physical, and he's a perfect scheme fit. OK, so he's going to be able to hold the edge and he's going to be able to defeat blocks with power. And he doesn't necessarily look like a, a killer as a pass rusher. And I know everybody's going to be like, we need pass rushers. We need pass rushers because of the lack of pass rush. Right. But he is extremely disruptive. He moves the line of scrimmage. He is strong. He is physical. And then when you watch the film and if you really look at the intricacies of it, see right there when he comes out Yes, when he comes out of a block, right? When he's transitioning, his explosiveness and burst is not what you would expect when you're just watching him play in and play out. When you dive deep into what his skill set is, this kid has pass rush potential. He really does. And that was the thing when I first watched him, I'm like, okay, let's watch him again. Let's watch him again. What am I missing? I know he can hold the edge. I know he can defend the run. I know he can move the offensive lineman back. But does he bring that third dimension that makes you a special player can he rush the passer i have no doubt that he can is he going to be jason pierre paul no but he's going to be a guy who can fight through blocks and once he disrupts blocks he has the burst and the ability to move quickly in space in confined space and get after the passer i love it they need somebody who can hold the edge they need somebody who can work stunts around him he's a stunt guy he's an explosive guy he's a guy who can run through people one of the things that i want to say though about uh, uh about hank um as a player is that um you know he, you don't have to worry about the competition that he has been going that he's going against because he is the the league that he plays in in tennessee is just crazy talent all over the place. Crazy talent all over the place. Uh, Brentwood Academy is playing against teams like Lipscomb and, and that they're just putting out like just dudes everywhere across the field every single every single week, all of the freaking time. And I love his like I love his upside. I love what he can do um, in, in that. But my my comp for him, Bernie, is someone a, a little bit more of a recent Badger that we know, and that's Matt Henningsen. And my, my reason it's Matt Henningsen is not just for the size and the frame, but Henningsen, if you remember, played both defensive tackle and defensive end, and he would kick down on the inside, especially on pass rushing downs, and he was able to be, you know, to be uh, very effective as a, you know, as a three-man front guy um, at both end and tackle. And I can really see him coming down to be able to do, uh, to, to play both once he gets to Wisconsin. What do you think, Byrne? Some of the clips I really enjoyed, um, he plays with good pad level when needed. 
and he can slant an angle. And I think in a three, you know, three man front, you're going to be asked to do, and Clint was saying it before he froze, was to do some kind of stunt in the middle, right? And if he can move down and stunt and angle and slant and keep the pad level, things are going to happen. You know, O-Lyman are going to get confused. He's going to get through. Other guys are going to get through. And I like that. And I think, um, you know, when we are building back our defense, this is a key part, you know, the D-line, obviously, but these guys are now key parts and um, I think he's going to be – he could be a starter for a bunch of years. Yeah, uh, he, he he could be. I think that it's going to take him a minute to get – like I think he's – coming out of high school 260 right now, he's going to need to get up to about 280, 285. And I think that, you know, uh, uh, I think that, you know, he's going to be able to with, with Brady. I mean, I have no doubt that he'll be able to put the weight on. He's got the frame for it already. Um, and um, – you know, he's got this combination of he's already been playing a ton of high level football. He's been, you know, he's used to having to take on multiple blocks, take on one, two, sometimes even three guys uh, on every single down. And, um, you know, it, it, it's someone that we, we should be excited about. I know that, you know, a lot of the fans might, you know, not be as excited about him, but you need some guys to do the dirty work and he's going to do the dirty work. All right, let's finish off our linemen with Ernest Willer Jr., the last, and a lot of people would argue the most important commitment for the Badgers in this cycle. He is a top 150 defensive and uh, another kid out of the state of Maryland. Badgers going hard in the state of Maryland right now. Uh, You know, we talked about Weber being sort of like that, you know, old school, you know, three, four defensive end who's going to take on a lot of blocks. Willer is your defensive end who's going to get after the quarterback because even though they're both 6'4 and 260, uh, they're built very, very differently, these two defensive ends, because Willer can get after the passer, and he's got all the athleticism in the world, Clint. Yeah, Willer's got a little jiggle to him, a little, uh, you know, a little flexibility in those hips. You know, he's a great combination of size and athleticism. I mean, that's the first thing that stands out. His pass rush ability is something that is severely needed. Uh, you know, at, at this time at Wisconsin. And I think he provides that right away. You know, Wisconsin beat some big time schools on him. The recruitment was very interesting. You know, it, at one point it kind of looked like Penn State, uh, then Maryland a little, then Ohio State got involved. USC, I think, was involved at one point. So that's the type of player that he is. That's the type of upside that he has. Um, I think he's a pure upside play. He should be able to contribute situationally. Uh, I think early on just due to his ability to get after the passer. And that's something that they need. So, uh, you know, as he develops in the program, I think he can be a three down guy, but I do think he's a guy who might see the field early because he can get after the passer. He is something that they need dearly in this defense. Um, He's going to provide a different dynamic that they didn't really have this year. And I think he can be a dominant three down player with development Um, upsides unlimited. uh, You know, look at him right there, come off the ball, redirect, stick his foot in the ground. uh, You know, Uh, he's able to see the backfield. You know, a lot of times you're telling guys, don't look in the backfield, look at your keys. He's got that unique ability to kind of see the backfield, got a little cowboy to him. You'd always don't want it to happen, but he can see the backfield while still engaging with defenders and disengaging. And then also he comes with the speed rush aspect, a lot of upside here. Like I said, early potential to contribute in pass rush situations. And I think by the time he's fully developed, he can be a complete three down player. 
He's got some moves. He's got some like moves. He's on the dance floor. Like, but, like he's on the dance floor. And and that's huge. You know, like, one, to come into college with some moves to get after the quarterback when we can't – that's one of our, our deficits this year is not getting after the quarterback. This guy can and will have snaps where he's going to see quarterbacks and he's going to try to get after him, and I think he has the ability to do it. Yeah, and – one of the things I actually like about him is that he's still pretty raw as a player. Like his technique, not super refined yet. He's and he's winning with athleticism at the high school level, which in some ways is really good because you can teach that you can, you can teach the technique. You know, I, I mean, I mean, come on, we, we've been on with Scruggs, Bernie. Uh, you know, we know that he can teach. We know that he's going to get him and get the most out of him. And but the fact that he's just winning with athleticism at the high school level makes him even more higher potential at the college level. Recklessly high comp, Bradley Chubb, uh, former Bronco, now uh, now Dolphins, uh, who, who's played a little bit of outside linebacker, a lot of defensive end, about that same, you know, 6'4", 275 is what he's listed at in the pros. I see that being about the size that, uh, that Ernest Willer Jr. has, uh, you know, once he gets up to speed. But, you know, he could be a, pass, a situational pass rusher as a freshman, turning into a true three-down uh, player. Uh, by the time he's a sophomore, I just, I, I love this kid. I absolutely love this kid. So um, that's it for part two um, with our, um, the big boy episode, as we're calling it. Thanks for tuning in to Believe in Badgers on the Believe Network presented by betonline.ag and Oak Ridge Wealth Management. We'll be back for part three very soon, talking some back seven players on the defense with our favorite defensive backfield guru, Clint Cosgrove. Um, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Until next time on Wisconsin. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.